1: Do you know where the hell we are? And do you remember what the hell happened?
0: Well, we just finished reading Isaiah chapter thirty-four.
1: Sure,
2: it's And
0: in there, there was a lot of birds and Edom getting trashed and turned into a hellscape, and and birds. There was birds. There was a lot of birds. There was owls. There was so many there was, owls. But yeah.
1: they might not have been owls. He might have been talking about um, demons, right? And Lilith, of birds. maybe
0: sort of, kind of, in a, a roundabout, demon. maybe, yeah, kind yeah. of. Sure. Yeah.
1: The valley so. of Him on and um, that that whole hell thing.
0: Yeah. So it was hellish or something. Sure. sure. And that was uh, Isaiah chapter 34. Yes. Uh, which means that today we'll be getting into
1: Isaiah chapter 35.
0: All right. You ready to do this?
1: Yes, I am. <laughs> Okay, so we are hopping into Isaiah chapter thirty five. Okay. Whereas the previous chapter was a bunch of um Hellscape. Yeah. This one's about blessings.
0: Oh. You know. Blessings. Yeah.
1: Back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth.
0: We're gonna murder everybody and now we're gonna bless the rest of you that are still alive.
1: Because
0: he's you know he's he's you know bipolar. Likes to help people out and stuff, I yeah, guess, right? Yeah. After he kills them all. Sure. Sure.
1: Hey, the desert and the parched land will be glad.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Going to get happy. Yeah. Come on, get I happy. I thought, but didn't
0: they say in the last chapter, didn't they say it was going to be forever? Mm-hmm. Like that was forever. Yeah. So this isn't forever.
1: Well, hush your mouth. Okay. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom.
0: What's a crocus?
1: It's a type of flower, and um, we've actually run into this before. The Translation that we use, um, I think it was in Psalms maybe or Proverbs, okay, or Song of Songs, yeah, one of those three. Um, but they mentioned the crocus, and actually, um, many translations, most translations use the word rose, okay. instead of crocus. And two other ones are lily and jock, jock, jock something,
0: jock something, jock okay, something. all I right. I can't remember, it's a sure. type of flower, I got it, okay, yeah, but it's a, it's a flower,
1: yeah, it's a flower, okay. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. All those flowers. are shouting been...
0: for joy, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord. The splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution, he will come to you.
0: <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good thing. He divine to, retribution? Don't be don't Trump's fear. Saying. He'll come to you with fear. Yeah. Uh, Why? Cuz you're supposed to fear him. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. you're you're going to don't fear. He'll be there so you can fear him. Yeah. That's weird. Don't
1: worry, he's coming to get ya. Not in uh, a good way. Right.
0: Yeah. God's yeah. almost like a boogeyman.
1: He's very much like the boogeyman right but painted gold
0: yeah 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 sure
1: then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped
0: unstopped yeah, Jesus. you
1: know how your ears be all they stopped, just, they're just up. stopped
0: it's all that wax mm-hmm. build up you know yeah
1: yeah then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy
0: wow this is a no. lot of miracle stuff happening here it
1: sure as fuck is yeah Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert.
0: Oh, dang. This is
1: so much goodness Man, that's happening. Amazing. Mm-hmm. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. Okay. In the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. I see. And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. <laughs> It will be for those who walk on that capital W way.
0: Okay. The
1: unclean will not journey on it. I see. Wicked fools will not go about on it.
0: Is this where the stairway to heaven is? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: And also take the high road.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is the
1: high road. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is very um, New testament Sure. Jesus words. Right. Okay. Right. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast they will not be found there i see but only the redeemed will walk there and those the lord has rescued will return okay they will enter zion with singing everlasting joy will crown their heads gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away the end wow yeah that's
0: a lot of that's a lot of good stuff happening to people that made it through all that um you know, total destruction.
1: The land's being torn apart with blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And the...
1: Dancing in animal fat. The
0: tar pit that is Edom. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, they... God really fucked people over in the chapter prior to this, at least as far as a prophecy is concerned.
1: Right. The, and
0: now we're just like... The
1: fires of Gehenna. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And now we're just like, I guess it's all forgiven and everything's going to be good again. Yay! Woo-hoo! That's God Love for a
1: retribution party.
0: I, I think that this guy just like... I. I think that this is straight up Isaiah. I yeah. think Isaiah is like, he's like, I am going to tell you all the bad shit that's going to happen. And then I'm going to tell you that if you're good, this is ha-. like, this feels like a sales pitch. Yeah. It feels very um, like the the media that we watched today, actually, like mm-hmm. insofar as like this is all the bad stuff that's happening because of this. And if you don't do this, then we're going to be horrible and everything's going to be sucked.
1: If you don't vote for the Republicans, then our Southern border is going to open wide up. And even though they haven't for the last 50 years, they're all of a sudden going to come get you. every single bad guy across the the whole entire planet is going to come up from that southern border with all their drugs and guns, and they're going to be killing us on the streets.
0: Right, and only Trump can save us.
1: Only Trump or whatever Republican they put forth. But <laughs> by God, do not put a Democrat in there. It will happen someday, somehow.
0: Right. We yeah. not
1: really, but, but whatever.
0: It, but doesn't it? It sounds very yeah. familiar. It sounds like yes. the same Co-fire. shit that we're dealing with today. It's just mm-hmm. in a biblical. Th- this is biblical, you yes. know. Like it's, but it's the same rhetoric. It's the same words it's just in a different context yes so all right well that was a short chapter today
1: sure as fuck was
0: so i guess you know we all get a break and we get to go home early today and Mm -hmm. you know listen to listen to another podcast or something maybe i don't know that's
1: nice because we're recording this on my birthday
0: we are happy birthday wife
1: thanks husband yeah
0: um if you'd like to send wife a birthday well wish um do so on our various social medias or you know we do have a um, an email address it's sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. dot com oh
1: yeah
2: that so thing. yeah
0: send send wife some uh, happy birthdays
1: yes dude. or at
0: least I guess when you get this it'll be like a belated happy birthday
1: but I'm gonna tell you um I am not soliciting dick pics no do not send me those I
0: will see them first and I will I will come back at you
1: do not send those. <laughs> Like, I'm not trying to kink shame. Whoever likes dick pics, that's great for them. I am not one of those people. Right, That is not what I want for my birthday, friends.
0: No. Nope. No. (laughs) All right. So, now that we got that out of the way, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess that was Isaiah chapter 35.
1: Sure as fuck was.
0: Which means that tomorrow we will be back with...
1: Isaiah chapter 36.
0: All right. We'll see you then.
1: Okie dokie. Bye. Bye. Husband! Wife! Do you know where we are and how we got here and what we're doing today?
0: Well, we just finished reading Isaiah 35, and before I get into what we read in that one, I do have to apologize real quick, because I did bad editing yesterday.
1: Bad, bad editor, bad!
0: Yeah, yeah. so um, for anybody who hopped on to our regular podcast episodes to try to listen to this, you heard a mess of the ending and the beginning all in one. And I have since fixed that. Um, there may be some podcast apps out there that don't fix it for a couple of days. Mm. But if you go to our website, it is fixed on there and it should be fixed on the rest of the podcast apps here shortly. So I apologize for that for anybody who missed yesterday's due to that. And sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, sorry. That
0: being said, yesterday in our podcast, which was Isaiah 35. Mm-hmm. um it was very very short
1: it was very short
0: and it seemed like it was all just like yay we're saving the, the israelites and, and stuff and good things mostly
1: gladness and joy will overtake them yeah
0: yeah it's there wasn't really a lot to comment on like it's, okay they're happy now again no lions sort of.
1: will get them on the golden right. highway stairway to heaven yeah
0: all kinds of good shit Take it was the high road happy happy joy joy right yeah um So that was Isaiah chapter 35. Correct. Which means that today we're going to be reading...
1: Isaiah chapter 36.
0: All right, let's do this.
1: Okie (laughs) dokie. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right. So we are hopping into Isaiah chapter 36. Okay. And based on my notes, I should let you know that we've already covered this material. Oh. And it's going to sound, I think... Very um, repetitive? Not repetitive, but I think you'll remember it. It'll be a good refresher. Okay. Um, This happened during a battle... Um, that we read about in Second Kings.
0: You expect me to remember all the way back to Second well, Kings?
1: That gets into the next thing I wanted to say. I'm very, very annoyed at how this book was put together. I feel <laughs> like, I mean, okay, I know I sound silly, but honestly, I feel like all of the the writings, quote unquote, like yeah. Psalms and Proverbs, and even the Book of Job, really, they were put in the wrong place. They separated um all the the chronicle history stuff yeah and then we've got all the prophets after the writings
2: right right
1: but the thing is is that what the prophets are talking about and what's happening in the stories of the prophets takes place during those histories
0: right yeah so they tell it from like, each individual author's point of view right and it's it's like it causes the person if you're reading the bible straight through it, it's
1: like oh it's been 2 years since you uh read about this history but remember that time
0: right right and i'm
1: like no i fucking don't
0: yeah no it would it would be i wonder i'm sure there's got to be somebody out there that timelines the oh, writings yeah. of the bible
1: oh yeah well i need to see it i know that there is such a thing but i'm going to try to find one because i'm i'm just like really out of sorts over this yeah and I'm the kind of person that even when, like when I'm reading Shakespeare, for example, if there's like more than, I don't know, say four characters, I got to take notes. Honestly, (laughs) like if you go through, I have like a compendium, uh, a giant, like every Shakespeare play ever kind of book. Right. And if you flip through that book, um, index cards will fall out of the book because I had to write Who was with who? What family was on this side? Who was friends with? Like, even as something as simple as Romeo and Juliet, I couldn't remember who was with the Capulets and who was with the Montagues. Sure. You know? So, to ask me to remember all of this, I'm I'm just... I'm really... Like, offended over it.
0: Yeah, especially doing it out of order. Like yes. Like, it's very hard to follow sometimes.
1: Yes, this book is so... Out- like, I feel like they made it as difficult for beginners as possible. And it's offensive.
0: I don't think that it was ever really... I mean, I don't think the intended audience was ever the layman. You know, like, yeah. not, at least initially. At least initially. Like, it was meant for the religious scholars and people who um, put the time in to study it to learn better. Right. because.
1: I understand that. And I know it's just a collection. It's not something that you're supposed to read straight through. But the thing is, is I've always been told, read the Bible. Sure. Yeah. So here I am reading the Bible. And I've never once heard anybody tell me, um, oh, but take notes as you go. And there's shit that's like not just out of order, but like really inconveniently placed that you might want to skip to the end.
0: Well, you and I have talked about this a lot. I think that when we finish, quote unquote, finish the Bible, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of going back to, to cover different things. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that could involve timelining some of this stuff. Yeah. You know, like because it was so out of place, it was so out of order that, you know, a lot of the messages get muddled in this back and forth between, oh, this person said this about this here, but then this about that same thing here. And the same thing, you know, like, right. just it's on and on through the Bible. Like, you can't keep, like, why are we going back to that one thing, you know, hundreds of years ago here? Well, and- I
1: was starting to lose track of all of the kings and leaders before we got here. Sure. Like, remember when we, we started getting into the age of the kings and I was like, oh, no, I'm done. Like, I can't, I can't remember all of this.
0: Right. I I don't know that, you know, to, to me also... I'm not sure that the the message of the exact names of the kings and the, the timelines should be... I, I don't know that that should be the important part. The message is what... Like, the messages that God is giving these people, right? In the Bible, right? In canon. That is supposed to be the overriding theme, the overriding message that we're supposed to be getting anyway.
1: That's what I've always been told, but it's clearly not true. Right. You know, and that's... Well, I
0: mean, it would make it easier to follow these messages if we could get them in context, right? And I'm just—they're I'm, just not I'm in context.
1: Out. I'm put out over this whole thing. Yeah, no, like, I get I'm it. I'm frustrated. I get it. Like as I was reading my notes, I was like, I remember when the okay. I'm I'm gonna stop and I'm just gonna get reading. Okay. Okay. So in the 14th year of King Hezekiah's reign. Yeah. Remember that guy. I mean, yeah. Sennacherib. King of Assyria. Remember Sennacherib?
0: Not exactly, no.
1: Okay, well, hopefully you will because he was a big deal. Like, we were dealing with him for a bit. Like, okay. they had a battle. Got it. Um, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. Oh. Then the king of Assyria sent his field commander with a large army from Laishish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. So this, this part is, we've read this before. Sure. Okay? Yeah. When the commander stopped at the aqueduct of the upper pool on the road to the launderer's field, Elakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the recorder, went out to him. Okay. The field commander said to them, tell Hezekiah, this is what the great king, the king of Assyria says. On what are you basing this confidence of yours? You say you have counsel and might for war, but you speak only empty words. On whom are you depending that you rebel against me? Look, I know you are depending on Egypt, that splintered reed of a staff, which pierces the hand of anyone who leans on it.
0: Wow. That's That's harsh words. Right?
1: Big words. Yeah. Such is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who depend on him.
0: Damn, trash-talking the pharaoh. Not like Egypt.
1: But if you say to me, we are depending on the Lord our God. Isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before this altar? Come now, make a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses, if you can put riders on them. How then can you... Repulse one officer of the least of my master's officials, even though you are depending on Egypt for chariots and horsemen. So
0: hmm. are you following so it, all this? Yeah, it Hezekiah or no, I'm sorry, not Hezekiah. Um the, the Assyrians are saying We're we've got you surrounded, we're really powerful, we've destroyed all your yeah. shit, and you're relying on Egypt, but obviously they can't be relied on, so
1: and I thought it was supposed to be that your God was so powerful. Right, right. So why aren't you depending on your God? Yeah, yeah. Instead of on Egypt. Right. And then also he's saying, um, we have so many horsemen, or I'm sorry, we have so many horses that even our horses outnumber your army. Yeah. Like you couldn't even put men on all the horses that we have. Right. So he's like seriously trash talking these guys.
0: Well, and trying to get, I mean, like, obviously he probably doesn't want to battle any more than anybody else, you know? So he's like, can you guys just give up already? Like, we've won. We've got you fucking surrounded.
1: Yeah. Then Eliakim, Shebna, and Joah said to the field commander, and I think that this is the part you might remember. Okay. Please speak to your servants in Aramaic since we understand it. Don't speak to us in Hebrew in the hearing of the people on the wall. Uh You remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, so we have read this before. Right. Um because they didn't want the people to overhear um the Assyrian kings people telling them, "You guys are all but beat, you guys." Yeah. Like we have you surrounded like you said and sure. um You know, we outnumber you. I don't
0: think they... Like, when we read it the first time, I don't think it was spelled out in so much detail. It wasn't. It was definitely a lot shorter snippet.
1: And we didn't really understand, like, what the fuck is happening. Right, right. So, I just... I I think it's neat.
0: Yeah, but this would have been nice to have this context when we were in the earlier chapter. It would have been
1: cool to read this at that time. Right, yeah. But the commander replied... <laughs> Was it only to your master and you that my master sent me to say these things and not to the people sitting on the wall who, like you, will have to eat their own excrement and drink their own urine?
2: Ooh, damn. He's
1: like, we've got you surrounded. We yeah. can starve you out. Y'all I mean, are
0: fucked.
1: <laughs> you're going to be eating your own shit and piss in a minute right. here. So fuck off. They might as
0: well know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then the commander stood and called out in Hebrew. Hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver you. So he's saying, don't follow your own
0: king. Yeah.
1: Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says, The Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. This is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me and come out. Then each of you will eat fruit from your own vine and fig tree and drink water from your own cistern until I come and take you to a land like your own, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards. So he's saying basically either... We're gonna come and starve you out, and then we're gonna come in and kill kill you all, slaughter you, or
0: you can join us as no, probable can, slaves or well, something.
1: you can sit here at home safe and sound for a few days until right. we come back through, and then we will just peacefully take you and relocate
0: you. Right.
1: Like you will be rehomed. Yeah. And like you said, probably as slaves. Right. But in the meantime But the
0: alternative is death and right. starvation, so
1: right. So, I mean, it's not a horrible offer, but it's, Mm -hmm. like, prolonging.
0: Right. It's not death, anyway.
1: It's not instant death. Right. It's just a slow death.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: Do not let Hezekiah mislead you when he says, The Lord will deliver us. Have the gods of any nations ever delivered their lands from the hand of the king of Assyria? (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Boom. Where, oh, I, I was reading some notes from an apologist, and he was like, this isn't to say that they believed that there were other gods. They just acknowledged that other people believed in other gods. Okay. And I'm like, oh.
0: So, but, okay, yeah, right, whatever. Right,
1: I'm just like, uh, we could get into this, but... Right. This isn't the only place in the Bible. I
0: honestly don't. It, the way the Bible reads to me, it doesn't feel like people took God as seriously as they do today. Even. Yeah. I agree. You know, I like agree. they were, they were more, just this, this entity that they. It, it was like a crapshoot, you know. Like sometimes, I want this God to win today, so we're right. gonna, we're gonna, you know, bow to this God. Like
1: sometimes we're like super spiritual, and we're like, oh, look at our great crops, and. We should, like, think that god or, oh, our crops are shitty. We should pray to this god. Right. But, like, any other time when it's just, like, middle ground, they probably weren't even thinking of the gods.
0: It feels that way. Right. Because they had other idols and stuff most of the time anyway. Yeah,
1: exactly. Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Safarvam? Have they rescued Samaria from my hand?
0: I'm going to guess no.
1: I'm going to go with no. Yeah. Because I've never heard. I don't of those know places. the answer,
0: but yeah, that doesn't sound like right. Yeah.
1: Who of all the gods of these countries have been able to save their lands from me? How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? But the people remained silent and said nothing in reply, because the king had commanded, "Do not answer him." Like, okay. Do you remember all of that? Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, I call bullshit. They would have said something. <laughs>
2: right. Right.
1: Then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator. Shebna the secretary and Jonah son of Asaph the recorder went to Hezekiah with their closed horn and told him what the field commander had said. The okay. end.
0: Oh, that was that was it.
1: That was it for that chapter. Oh wow!
0: Yeah. So that was just like a very much
1: it was that, much more
0: detailed version of what we read before.
1: It's that conversation expanded upon. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, there's there's really nothing special about this chapter because it's all basically stuff we've already read. Yeah. And yeah, here's this battle happening and and I can even imagine that you know we're no, not even imagine I know this because we already fucking read it, but like God's gonna win, you know like that's right. that's and and of course, we're reading the Bible, so we always know even if we don't know, God's gonna win, yeah, you know if he wants us to lose, we'll lose, but we'll only lose temporarily, and mm-hmm. then we'll win somewhere down the line, maybe either way, it doesn't matter we're winning. Worked you know, essentially. God, so
1: it's fine. It's fine. This is fine. It's right. all fine.
0: I mean, it's like any story that you would, you, you expect to win. You're going to win. It's so a,
1: It's a Hallmark movie, but with slavery, rape, and <laughs> lots and lots of blood and murder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, you it know, is what it is. You
1: know the ending. You just don't know how it's going to get there. Right. And they might pick out a Christmas tree on the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, that was a repeat of something we already knew.
1: From Second Kings. From Second
0: Kings. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was Hezekiah chapter... No, that
1: was Isaiah.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I just threw that out there. Yeah. Isaiah uh-huh. chapter 36. Yes. Which means sure that tomorrow we will be back with...
1: Isaiah chapter 37.
0: All right. We'll see you then. Yep. Bye. Husband! Wife!
1: Do you remember where we are and how we got here and what the hell is up?
0: Well, we are in Isaiah and we just finished chapter thirty-six.
1: Correct.
0: And I gotta be honest, I'm struggling here, but I think there was a lot of um, I help okay, me out, help me you, out here, yeah.
1: You. It was a re up of what happened in Second Kings. That's right. When um the king of Assyria sent his main man to go talk shit.
0: Yeah, the and- Assyrians had just like taken down a lot of their other cities and they had surrounded Jerusalem yeah. and and then the guys went out to meet them and they were talking shit about everything and they were like don't talk in that language and so they were they can, like, you know whatever shh,
1: keep it on the down right. low you're scaring the people's and dude was like fuck you I'll shout it
0: right right yeah and
1: he he actually did some good talk shit yeah
0: yeah, yeah. and, and that was and it was a lot more detail than was in second kings so yeah. it was actually it would have been nice to have back when we read that, which yeah. I did in our podcast. I did link to those other episodes that oh, it was in. Oh, good, because sometimes was, we forget. Yeah, and it was, was it Second Kings
1: or 19.
0: It was Second Kings 18 and 19.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So it kind of goes through both of those.
1: I didn't realize it was both of them. Yeah. I, I knew, like I tracked it down to one or the other, but I didn't realize it was both.
0: Yep, yep. Um, before we get into what we're doing today... I did have a shout-out I want to give here to a new patron.
1: Ooh.
2: Yeah.
0: So they joined our Patreon as under the name Amanita Soul.
1: Which is fucking hilarious.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, Amanita is just a neat name, but then you right. add soul to the end of no, that. No, it
0: took me a minute to actually get it because I was like, what? That's a really cool name. But then I was like, soul. and then like, Amanita. Oh, yeah. Amanita Soul. Amanita Soul. Uh, yeah. Okay. I got it. Um, but their name is actually Terry D., And we wanted to really thank them immensely for joining as a new patron.
1: Terry D, thank you.
0: And um, we just can never really appreciate you enough. I mean, what you do for us by joining as a patron really helps keep this thing going, pays for the things that we need to have paid for. And, I mean, it just means so much to us and helps us out so much.
1: It's true. We are just ever grateful. Definitely. Thank you, Terry, very much. Thank
0: you, Terry, very, very much. Um, That being said, we just finished uh, Isaiah chapter 36, which means that today we're going to be getting into...
1: Isaiah chapter 37.
0: All right, let's do this. Okie
1: dokie. Okay, we are hopping into chapter 37 of Isaiah. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Ready? When King Hezekiah heard this.
0: Okay, yeah. When they were bitching and they came back like, this is what they were saying, man.
1: And, yeah. Because they were like, that guy, he cussed God and then he cussed our people. Right. And they have us surrounded. Yeah. And they want us to just give up. Right. And go with them quietly.
0: Yeah, and he says you're full of shit, basically. Right.
1: (laughs) So when King Hezekiah heard this from his dudes, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth. And went into the temple of the Lord. Mm. So he was distraught. Okay. And that's kind of cool. The first thing he did was like, I'm going to go to God.
0: Right. I mean, he didn't really think, when he sent them out there, he didn't really think they were just going to like walk away, did he?
1: I have no idea what dude thought.
0: Because, I mean, they surrounded the fucking city.
1: Right, right. I, I don't
0: think that that usually means they're just going to walk away.
1: Well, I think that they had brought, like, money or something like that. Oh, like, to say, like, please don't them. kill us or something. Okay. Like I seem to recall, that was kind of a thing, or they were going to negotiate something. Got it. And um, a or they were trying king... to like
0: say like our God says you're going to get screwed, so you yeah, need to, you need to get bent and go away. Yeah,
1: either that or take our money.
0: Right. Yeah. One of the two.
1: Right. Okay. So the king, he has Hezekiah. Oh, you know what? I have a thing to say about he went into the temple of the Lord. Like there was some controversy when I was reading that because he's not supposed to go into the actual temple. Oh. Like based back early on when they were like building all of these things, like you're not supposed to physically enter the house of the Lord unless you're like a levite or a
0: Oh, um, right. Yeah. priest. Okay.
1: And so they apologists were like Ugh. It wasn't the actual temple. It was like the waiting lobby, or you know, the the outer part of it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It doesn't say that, but
0: okay, right?
1: Like, it's such a silly point to argue that I don't, I don't know why anybody would be like, they're not supposed to go in there. And then I don't know why anybody else would be like, you not what it meant.
0: Well, if you're if you're talking about exactness of phrases and stuff, True. then I mean, True. I guess it matters. But to me, that doesn't really. I don't give a shit. I don't Whatever. either.
1: Like, uh, let me be in charge of what's important and what's not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shemna, the secretary, and the leading priests, all wearing sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. So first he went to the temple, and he prayed, and then he went to the man speaking for God.
0: Well, he sent his he people. He sent his dudes. Yeah. yeah.
1: They told him, this is what Hezekiah says. Okay, so the dudes are speaking for Hezekiah. Hezekiah. <laughs>
0: there's, there's a yeah, lot of people speaking for other people.
1: It's true. It's true. This day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace, as when children come to the moment of birth and there is no strength to deliver them. Oh. Yeah. Well, that, that actually right. happened to me.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> my, my child got stuck. Yeah. They didn't want to come out. Right. Right. <laughs> it may be that the Lord your God will hear the words of the field commander whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to ridicule the living God and that he will rebuke him for the words the Lord your God has heard. Therefore, pray for the remnant that still survives. So King Hezekiah is like saying, I mean, hopefully God overheard that whole conversation. Yeah. And will give him the smackdown, but we can't do anything about that either way. So we're just gonna pray for the
0: whatever few that, survivors. Sure. Okay.
1: Which that makes sense. Okay. I mean
0: by the way, this is this is the is this what Isaiah's saying? Or is this what the no, people this are going is to Isaiah are the saying? The
1: guys are speaking for Hezekiah. They're oh, like okay, okay. they're like, Hey Isaiah, Hezekiah wanted us to tell you that those guys were assholes and um King Hezekiah is like hoping that god overheard that but either way he's like we need to pray and you know you're the man of god isaiah so can you help like, us out here we we need you to pray right to right god for the put people. like a,
0: a really important you know note right, on this or something right
1: like urgent yeah you know when king hezekiah's officials came to isaiah isaiah said to them tell your master this is what the Lord says.
0: So
1: yeah, we're playing. <laughs> it's
0: like a game of telephone.
1: What about if the Lord and Hezekiah talk to each other?
0: You know? Right? That seems like it'd be a lot more efficient.
1: Like cut the middleman. Right. Why? Why? Yeah. Just why? Isaiah said to them, tell your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid of what you have heard. Those words with which the underlings of the king of Assyria has blaffed. Have blasphemed me, so God did hear it. Mm, yeah, He was fine with His people getting blasphemed, but don't but not you, God.
0: Don't you not blaspheme
1: him. God, because yeah. He is a uppity bitch.
0: Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna eat you up now.
1: Yes, listen, He says, when He hears a certain report, a certain report, I will make Him want to return to His own country, and there I will have Him cut down with a sword. Boom!
0: Wow, what do you think yeah. of that? I mean, yeah, that's not good for them.
1: He's like, God is, Isaiah is telling them, God got you. You right, don't worry. Right. Yeah. Which, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I Yeah. I mean, it, this doesn't sound, I don't know. It, it feels like they've already lost here. Yeah. So, I, I have a hard time believing that this is like any type of a historical account. Right. If these people really did take over like this whole area and then had Jerusalem surrounded the way they're talking about. Uh-huh. There's no fucking way. Didn't
1: you see Sparta? (laughs) (laughs) When the field commander heard that the king of Assyria had left Lashish, he withdrew and found the king fighting against Libna. Now, Sennacherib received a report that Terica, the king of Cush, was marching out to fight against him. When he heard it, he sent messengers to Hezekiah with this word. Say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, do not let the God you depend on deceive you when he says Jerusalem will not be given into the hands of the king of Assyria. So he's like, these guys are coming to get me. But still, like, don't don't you be thinking that your God's on your side? He's on my side.
0: Okay, all right. Surely you have heard what they so kings, these are these are competing ideas here, right? Is that what we're no, am, am no, no,
1: no, I, there's other nations that are now coming. Oh, against, okay. Um, hold on, King of Cush was marching, these other guys are coming to against the King of Assyria now,
0: okay. And but I thought they were going to get in trouble for off for asking for help from other nations, too. They so, didn't
1: ask for help from other oh, nations, they just,
0: they just showed up, correct, okay. Well, right.
1: they didn't they didn't show up to help Hezekiah. They're just like, Hey, while these guys are at war with each other, let's war them too. Okay. So they're like, get them Sure. And so um Sinesherab is like, Well, don't be fooled into thinking that this is like good. God's not really on your side, you fuck faces. Right, right. When the field commander heard that the king of Assyria had left Lachish, Oh, I just read that, sorry. Now Sennacherib received or, oh I just read that too. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. When he heard that they were marching to fight against him, he sent messengers. Oh yeah. Say to the king of his I I keep I didn't realize how far back I had scrolled. Sorry. Okay. Jerusalem will not be given into the hands of the king of Assyria. Okay. Okay. Surely you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries, destroying them completely. And will you be delivered did the gods of the nations that were destroyed by my predecessors deliver them? The gods of Gozan, Haran, Rezeph, and the people of Eden who were in Telasar? Mm. Ooh, Eden. Wow. Huh? What? Where is the king of Hamath or the king of Arpad? Where are the kings of Lair, Sephirveim, Henna, Iva?
0: If I Has, had to guess, I'd say dead. Yeah. Or enslaved.
1: Yeah. Like basically all these various little gods mean nothing. Like, right. I'm not worried about them. Yeah. Yeah. Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord because the Lord can only read it.
0: If you, <laughs> if you take it up really high. Yeah. And then spread it out.
1: And he's like, put on your monocle. <laughs> and Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord Almighty, the God of Israel enthroned between the cherubim you alone are god over all the kingdoms of the earth even though the majority of them have never heard of you and don't know anything about you right,
2: right okay yeah.
1: you have made heaven and earth but you didn't though give ear lord and hear open your eyes lord and see listen to all the words Senesharab has sent to ridicule the living god it is true lord That the Assyrian kings have laid waste all these peoples and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them. For they were not gods, but only wood and stone fashioned by human hands.
2: Mm.
1: Now, Lord, our God, deliver us from his hand. So that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are the only God. Okay. That's a strong prayer, actually. yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's a strong prayer. Right. I, I kind of... Like, that's showing your faith. Like, I respect yeah. that, honestly. Right. Like, you're about to get beat. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> then Isaiah, son of Amos, So, Isaiah, you know, the prophet, prophet. Yeah. Sent a message to Hezekiah, the king. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Because God is too much of a little bitch to come talk to you himself. He told me to tell you. Right. Because you have prayed to me concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria, this is the word the Lord has spoken against him. Okay, are okay. you following this? I yeah.
0: He's like the God's now speaking against the king of Assyria. Yeah, he's like God the heard prayer him. because of the prayer that Hezekiah did, and now God is telling Isaiah to tell Hezekiah that through.
1: He's like, him. I heard them, and I read your letter. <laughs>
0: See, again, it all seems very inefficient. Yes, yes. So.
1: That's not very um, practical no. for a god who's supposed to be Especially perfect. Especially when you
0: have enemies enemies like, right outside your walls. Right? You know?
1: At the gates. Enemies I'm like, they're, at they're the here. gate. They're here. Yeah. Virgin daughter Zion despises and mocks you. Daughter Jerusalem tosses her head as you flee. Who is it you have ridiculed and blasphemed? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride? Against the Holy One of Israel! How dare you fucking insult me, you bastards!
2: But
0: is this Isaiah saying this to them? For, the Assyrians? No,
1: he's, he's, he's still telling... talking to Hezekiah. Okay, okay. And he's speaking for the Lord. Got it. By your messengers... Because you, he's telling Hezekiah to tell them.
0: Okay, okay? yeah.
1: By your messengers...
0: Um, so he's going to send his people again. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have ridiculed. Hezekiah is going to send his people again. Yeah. Sorry.
1: By your messengers, you have ridiculed, ridiculed the Lord.
0: Oh wait, no, he's talking about Assyria.
1: Yes, but he's talking to oh. he Isaiah is speaking for the Lord, talking to Hezekiah, saying, "Send, send your guys to talk to no Sennacherib."
0: No. No, he, that's not what it's saying at all. What? It's saying, he's talking about Assyria okay. and the messengers that he okay, sent listen, to them.
1: Listen. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a message to Hezekiah. Yeah. Okay? Yep. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Because you have prayed to me concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria, this is the word the Lord has spoken against him. Okay.
0: okay yeah. I'm still with you.
1: Virgin daughter Zion despises and mocks you daughter jerusalem tosses her head as you flee who is it you have ridiculed and blasphemed against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride against the holy one of israel by your messengers you have ridiculed the lord and you have said with my many chariots i have ascended the heights of the mountains the utmost heights of lebanon
0: oh so he was so this is the message they're sending back that they have that they have ridiculed them through their messengers, yes. Okay, there's just too many fucking messengers. Yes, I'm having trouble keeping track of it all. I know.
1: Well, he didn't like specifically change his like and tell Hezekiah tell the messengers. I just like it understood that when he said, "By the words you guys have said, you messengers of whatever." Right, right. So you were just supposed to like just know it. Yeah. And that's hard when. Well, it
0: it's just not clear.
1: It's not clear. I have cut down its, of uh, Lebanon, I have cut down its tallest cedars, the choicest of its junipers. I have reached its remotest heights, the finest of its forests. I have dug wells in, forest, in foreign lands and drunk the water there. With the soles of my feet, I have dried up all the streams of Egypt. Mm. Have you not heard? Long ago, I ordained it. In days of old, I planned it. Now I have brought it to pass that you have turned fortified cities into piles of stone. Their people, drained of power, are dismayed and put to shame. They are like plants in the field, like tender green shoots, like grass sprouting on the roof, scorched before it grows up. But I know where you are, and when you come and go, and how you rage against me. Because you rage against me, and because your insolence has reached my ears, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth, and I will make you return by the way you motherfucking came.
0: He was doing that to his own people, though. You remember he was putting yeah. the bit in the Is- yeah. Israelis' mouth.
1: But now he's doing it to Assyria, so it's good.
0: I guess, so, yeah.
1: So, it, so we cheer now.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs>
1: JK, JK, JK. Yeah. This will be the sign... Oh, he's talking back to Hezekiah now.
2: Okay, Okay. yeah.
1: Isaiah, speaking for God, is now talking to, directing the message to Hezekiah. Okay. Okay, this will be the sign for you, Hezekiah. Okay. This year you will eat what grows by itself, and the second year what springs from that. But in the third year sow and reap, plant vineyards, and eat their fruit. Once more a remnant of the kingdom of Judah... Will take root below and bear fruit above. For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors.
0: So he's basically saying, Yes, you all got destroyed except for this little group of you this here remnant. in Jerusalem. Yeah. And and you're all gonna grow back out of here and become something again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again. Right. again. right. Again and again and again and yeah. again. Right.
1: The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter this city or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. By the way that he came, he will return. He will not enter this city, declares the Lord. I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. Because remember he had said, descendants of David will sit on the throne forever.
2: Right, right.
1: Then the angel of the Lord, oh, it wasn't the Lord anymore. It's the angel okay, of the Lord. Okay. All right. The angel of the Lord went out and put to death a hundred and eighty-five thousand in the Assyrian camp.
0: Wow, that's, remember that? Yeah, I do remember that.
1: But I thought last but that's time that's not was, turning
0: them back the way they came. That's just killing them all.
1: And I thought it was hundred and sixty-five, but now it's hundred and eighty-five. They never did math right in the book. In the and Bible. I'm bad with numbers, so yeah. that could be on me. Sure. When but, the, huh?
0: But that's just like. But...
1: Boom, dead. Yeah. What?
0: And and we, t- we talked about this at the time when we read it the first time, and it was... It was just... Baff- like, what the it fuck came, happened? It
1: came out of the blue, like, oh, you just killed a population. Well, like, what? There,
0: there's not a lot of other times in the Bible where God specifically, specifically...
1: Wipes out kills an entire...
0: groups of people. Like,
1: with a snap of a finger. Right,
0: right. Like, no, it's usually done by some army that he's, you know... A tool. Yeah, a tool. Yeah. So, this is one of the few times where an angel of the Lord or the Lord, whatever. Right. Chooses to just vanquish an army. Right. It's really interesting. Yeah. And, and it, you would think that that would, I, that would resonate, I think still today, you know, right. like uh, that, outside of the Bible.
1: If that actually happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd I, be like
0: some like, what the fuck type stuff going on. Like, like what happened?
1: 65,000 fucking people just right. killed over dead. What?
0: Yeah. That would be odd.
1: Right. <laughs> When the people got up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies. Oh, that's man, that's not good. That is not. I don't want to be there for that. No, I'm no. not on that detail. Right. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshiping in the temple of his god Nisroch, his sons Adramalek and Sherezer, Sherezer, yeah. Killed him with the sword.
0: Son of a bitch.
1: And they escaped to the land of Ararat. And Asaradon, his son, succeeded him as king. Mm. The end.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now he had a rough time there. Yep. Huh. Well, I mean, and I'm that one. I'm just not going to attribute to God at all because no. If you he lost a battle, obviously, right? That mm. this is what's actually being discussed here. He lost a battle. Right, and obviously that culture was very much about showing strength, right? Yes. So when he lost a battle, and if he lost a battle, if this really happened at some level, like somebody beat him in in war, right? He was weak in the eyes of other people, so they killed him, and then they took power. Right. That's exactly. the way things worked. Right. Exactly. But yeah, I just, I, I, I'd really like to know if this does match up in any way whatsoever to like any type of historical event. I don't think it does, but. It would be, like, that would be something I'd be interested in looking into for the Q&A possibly. QA, baby. Right? Yeah. Because it's just, it's such a, it's such a crazy event. Right. It's such a big amount of people that die at the hand of God.
1: 165,000 people. I
0: thought they said 185 in there. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. A large amount of people. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I would just be curious, so... All right, um, do you have anything else for us today?
1: I do not have anything else for us today.
0: Awesome. Well, that was Isaiah chapter 37.
1: It sure as fuck was.
0: Which means that we'll be back tomorrow with...
1: Isaiah chapter 38.
0: All right, we'll see you then.
1: Bye. Husband! Wife! Do you remember what happened yesterday and where we are?
0: Well, yesterday you were sick as fuck.
1: I was.
0: So yesterday I put out a special replay of an old Christmas episode we did a couple years ago.
1: I was
2: But
0: prior to that, we did (laughs) Isaiah chapter 37. Correct. And I believe in that chapter the angel of the Lord killed like a hundred and... Something thousand people.
1: Eighty five. Hundred and eighty five thousand yeah. people.
0: And um and God and Hezekiah were playing phone tag with all the messengers and shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So and um sinisharabs guys. Right. So yeah. everybody was like saying, God told me to tell you to tell
0: <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, it was extremely hard to follow. It
1: really was. I'm
0: like, God, just fucking just talk to each other for crying out loud.
1: And it made it worse in that we've actually already read some of this in second Kings, so it's like ugh. Yeah,
0: right so anyway that was isaiah chapter 37
1: sure as fuck was which
0: means that today we're getting into
1: isaiah chapter 38
0: all right let's do this
1: okie dokie <laughs> All right, let's get into Isaiah chapter 38. Okay. And again, I don't typically do this, but I feel it necessary to read the header of this one. Yeah. Because, um, not because it pertains to the Bible in any particular way, but because it, it's funny to me. Okay. It's Hezekiah's sickness. And I'm like, oh, I relate to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and just just for the record. Um I'm going to apologize up front wife is still sick. Yeah. and still struggling a little bit with things so but we're we're here doing this.
1: Yeah, so. um yeah just to clarify like my sickness involved um head fog and um losing time like I was so distracted and dizzy I would space out and then catch myself spacing out and look down at my phone and like 20 to 30 minutes had passed <laughs> and I don't think I was kidnapped by aliens. I think that I just I'm having a really hard time focusing and Right. Yeah. So sorry about that. I'm I'm trying to get better, but yep. if I'm off tonight, that's why. Yep, yep. All right. In those days, Hezekiah became ill. Okay. I understand, my bro. Yeah. And was at the point of death. Let's hope I'm not there. I re-
0: I remember this from the mm-hmm. the earlier chapters of probably Second Kings still. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is all 2nd Kings yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you remember what happened with him?
0: I think that he makes some sort of deal and like gets better and something. Yeah. I don't know. Good yeah. job.
1: Good job. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him, Hezekiah, yeah. and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you're going to die. Oh. You will not recover. <laughs> motherfucker. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes.
0: Wait, was it, it was God that told him this?
1: Yeah. God told Isaiah to tell Hezekiah. That's
0: right. I kind of, I vaguely remember that. Like, okay. All right. Sorry. I'm I'm, I'm trying to recall exactly. So, okay.
1: So, Hezekiah's sad. Yeah. And he wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Okay. Go and tell Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of your father, David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life, and I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria.
0: Didn't he already do that? You just you I already will did that.
1: defend this city.
0: He already did that. Yeah. He killed he 185 did. fucking thousand people.
1: But um, there were probably was the chance that they would regather themselves and some kind of retribution would happen. All right. Like, how dare. Okay. And so God's saying, don't worry about that.
0: I just think it's funny that God's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to kill you. And then he, he watches him beg and plead and cry for his fucking life. And then God's like, I'm not going to talk to you again. I'm going to go talk to Isaiah over here. Yeah. I'm going to tell him, I'm going to give you a better deal.
1: I'll give you 15 measly Because you begged
0: and pleaded to me.
1: Right, right. This is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. I will make the shadow cast by the sun go back the 10 steps. It has gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. So the sunlight went back the 10 steps it had gone down. Now, what's interesting to note in this is that in second Kings in that version, yeah, um, God gave Isaiah the choice of having it move forward or back. And Isaiah chose, have it go back because that seemed to be to him the harder Way to okay. have the sundial move back 10 whatever. Got it. 10 shadow digits or whatever.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So the sunlight went back 10 steps. So okay. Either he, C2, moved,
0: he moved. He He turned back time.
1: Yeah. And I think at the time we said, if I could turn <laughs> right. back time. I'm sure we did.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would only that had to. If we didn't, that'd be a, it was a travesty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We failed if we did not do that.
1: Right? A writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, after his illness and recovery.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: I said, I said, I said, I said, (laughs) in the prime of my life, must I go through the gates of death and be robbed the rest of my years? I said, I said, I will not again see the Lord himself in the land of the living, no longer will I look on my fellow man or be with those who now dwell in this world. Like a shepherd's tent, my house has been pulled down and taken from me. Like a weaver, I have rolled up my life, and he has cut me off from the loom. Day and night, you make an end of me.
0: Wait, this is this is supposedly after he recovered, right? He wrote this after he recovered? Um, I thought that's what you said when you started that.
1: After his illness and recovery, yeah. 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 So
0: why is he bitching about only, dying?
1: Because he's only got 15 years to oh, wrap up his shit. And he's I saying, see. I got to get this done and I'm not going to see God again. You know, the next time I see God will be the end of my life.
0: Do you think you would want to know when you would die?
1: I have mixed feelings on it.
2: Yeah.
0: Because
1: I, like they in the notes that I was taking um, or the stuff that I was researching, a lot of people said that it was a boon. Because then you would have the time to make things right and to tie up loose threads and, you know, to see to your affairs and say goodbye to all the people that you love.
0: But I I feel like you so I I feel like life in general, right? Life is is about making plans and about, you know, doing things and and fulfilling, you know, goals and things like that. Right. So if you know when you're going to die, though, you're going to spend a large portion of that time that you have left just preparing to die
1: right right and
0: and not preparing to live
1: exactly you
0: know so i i feel like it it robs you it's so much like what he's writing i guess it, it robs you of your life it robs you of choice
1: i have um i have a, a story i can relate that that kind of touches on that yeah um when my dad was in the military he was stationed overseas on this teeny tiny air force base in southern italy yeah that no longer exists right and on this base, um, it was just like this perfect microcosm of humanity, at least for me and for a lot of people that I keep in touch with from that time. We all miss it fondly. Yeah. And some of us more than others even ache for it. I am one of those. Sure. Um, I can remember at the time, okay, we had this thing called a short timers calendar and it's where you have a calendar and you mark up like you... You count down to the day that you're leaving,
2: right?
0: Because right. a
1: lot of times people would be excited, you know, to, to leave. get back to
0: the states, well, and... or to
1: go to their next assignment. Sure. like a lot of people were going to a different country, or right. they're going home to to their family, yeah, or you know, whatever. They hate their their boss and they can't wait to get to their next job,
2: right? You know right. what I mean?
1: Yep. So there's any number of reasons. So we had the short timers calendar and we marked off as a family every day as we, our time was getting shorter and I just remember my mom, my dad and my sister couldn't wait. And I was filled with dread because somehow I just knew I was in this perfect spot that I would never see again. Well, and you told me and a lot
0: of stories you build up really like you're all, all the people you knew were there. So, I was there I mean, from
1: fifth to 10th grade. Right. So it was like a very important part of my childhood and youth. Right. And you know, my first love, was there. Yeah. You know, the first boy I ever had a crush on my first kiss, like basically my first, almost everything was right there. And to know that it was coming to an end, almost put a pall over the, the beauty of it. Like I knew it was wonderful in the moment. They tell you, be present and appreciate what you have. And I did that, but I was also aware daily with the countdown that it was going to end and when. To right. the very date. Yeah. And that was hard. So I don't know if I would want to know.
0: Would it have been harder or easier if you would have just been, you know, pulled out and moved away?
1: I honestly, I really don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. I mean.
0: Like, I'm just curious, you know, like that. that's kind of what I was getting at is like, is it better to not know or is it better to know?
1: I don't know because, I mean. I suppose that there were people that would have been stationed there and then, like, something came up and they might have got transferred, like, within a few days. Right. You know, emergency or something. I, I don't know those situations because I was not a service member at that I guess time.
0: the way I feel about it, like, especially with a, with a case like that, you would probably know at least a day or two ahead of time. The people that are really important to you, you're going to make, you're going to run around real quick and say goodbye. You know, like, yes. you're still going to get to say goodbye. Yes. It's just not going to be this long, drawn-out process where you spend a lot of time. Saying right. goodbye, you know?
1: Well, and the thing is, like, we were so used to people coming and going that saying goodbye for some of us was just, like, this really
2: normal weird. thing.
1: Yeah. It was weirdly normal. Right. And, go. oh, this is the day when I'm going around to get everybody's addresses so that we can write and stay in touch. But and it's also
0: a little bit different when you're the one leaving. Like, it is. Like, you, you were there it from 5th to 10th grade, so you saw a lot of people come and go. But you weren't the one going during that time frame. So then it was your turn to go. Right. That's a bigger deal for you. Not that's, not necessarily for the people true. that are still there. But, that
1: you know. is true. Because um, my dad was there that last time for five years. And that was very unusual. Normally people were there for like three or four years. Right. My dad got stationed there three separate times. Which is also unusual. And that last time we were there for that five years. And, you know, so I mean... <laughs> I was there on and off for about 10 years of my life. Yeah. And that's ridiculous, but also cool. But also I can never go home, but also a lot of people can't. Like I have all of the feelings that a refugee might have, but without any of that, like extra emotional baggage, like I can't claim that status and it would be cruel to even compare myself to that. Sure. You know, so- I just have this very unique situation, but as far as like knowing when a thing is coming to an end. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Sure. No, I, it did make it harder to appreciate
2: I'd be the curious moment.
0: to hear some other people's points of view on that. I really you know, like, would too. Let, let us know what you, you feel about that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would you want to know? Would you not want to know?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And that why? that and is why? a good question. I don't think there's a right answer. I think. No, I, I yeah, I think it's more of a philosophical rhetorical question than a, what is the answer? question? I believe
0: I have my answer. I don't I don't think I would want to know. That's yeah. how I feel about it. Anyway,
1: I don't think I would want to know either. I but I, I don't know that for sure. Right. I mean, I don't think you can know for sure. Sure. Right. All right. Anyway, getting back to this stuff. Yeah. OK. Dwell in this world. Blah, blah, blah. Like a shepherd's tent, my house has been pulled down and taken from me like a weaver. I have rolled up my life and he has cut me off from the loom. Day and night you made an end of me. I waited patiently till dawn, but like a lion he broke all my bones. Day and night you made an end of me. I cried like a swift or thrush. I moaned like a mourning dove. My eyes grew weak as I looked into the heavens. I am being threatened. Lord, come to my aid. But what can I say? He has spoken to me and he himself has done this yeah I will walk humbly all my years because of this anguish of my soul, Lord. By such things, people live, and my spirit finds life in them too. You restore me to health and let me live. Surely, it was for my benefit that I suffered such anguish.
0: Oh, so I he have- was talking about he was talking about the anguish he was having while he was sick not not the anguish about the upcoming death after the fifteen years. Cause he was said after because then he said afterwards, oh yeah after
1: yeah. his illness and recovery yeah yeah yeah
0: so he he was talking that that whole thing was about him reflecting on the time when he was sick
1: got it okay so
0: that makes I guess a little bit more sense I don't i I don't it must have been pretty traumatic if he's writing about it after the yeah. fact you know yeah must have been really fucking bad
1: I guess i I don't really relate to this whole surely it was for my benefit that I suffered such anguish like
0: um Yeah,
1: it's that silver lining thing, and I'm like, okay, there's positivity, but then there's also toxic positivity.
0: Yeah, when yeah, I mean, when I don't, (laughs) I can understand. Like, people go through traumatic events, and they often say that they appreciate life more afterwards. Right? That is that is that is the thing I hear as a common theme. Sure. Of of people that have been through traumatic events, I don't know how long that that euphoria lasts after that right but it is a common theme that i hear from people um that being said i don't feel like god telling you i'm gonna kill you and right. then letting you live is is one of those things that's that's just him
2: being t- i feel like
0: that's him toying with you yeah like either you know you're gonna kill me or you know you're not right why why you changed your mind after talking to Isaiah or something or after right. I, or after I cried,
1: you heard me. Play. I,
0: that's, that's fucking bullshit, man. You're God, yeah. man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why that sentence kind of threw me like, yeah, nah, I'm not down with that. Right. In your love, you kept me from the pit of destruction. You have put all my sins behind your back. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, so he is saying, Hezekiah is saying, um, since you gave me more years, you gave me time to get right with God. Okay. Because I have had all of this sin in my life. I can now turn away from it. I've got time to To fix it. Yeah, to no longer be a sinner or whatever.
0: Yeah. So, i I I take issue with that too though, because some I do people too. he didn't give time. And yeah. he you know you know, like some people he didn't even give a fucking chance, you know. Right. Like the Aaron's sons. Yeah. Struck those fuckers dead. Yeah. You know, like they they didn't get any fucking or chances. Uzzah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's very hit or miss how he, right you know.
1: Depends on if they have an important story or not, I guess.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. For the grave cannot praise you. Death cannot sing your praise. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. The living, the living, they praise you, as I am doing today. Parents tell their children about your faithfulness. The Lord will save me and we will sing with stringed instruments all the days of our lives in the temple of the Lord.
0: Okay. All
1: Isaiah right. had said, prepare a poultice of figs and apply it to the boil and he will recover. Hezekiah had asked, what will be the sign that I will go up to the temple of the Lord? The end.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: So I read a thing about the poultice of figs applied to the boil. Yeah. That it's like... um. How was it phrased? It was like a sign within a sign because apparently something in the fig should have made the sore on the boil um like worse. oh, so not only didn't it make it worse, it actually healed it,
0: okay, so
1: right. that's interesting, yeah, I don't know
0: why well what's the sim- what's the symbolism there though
1: that that was a sign. Oh, it, it's not symbolism. It's just oh, it's, it's a so sign of, of God's
0: doing this, not the not the right thing that they put on the the, the boil or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay.
1: because remember the first sign was that he moved the clock back ten sure. shadow pegs or whatever. Yeah, the fuck yeah. Ever. yeah, yeah. And so this one is that um, if you put figs, a polstice of figs, on your um, boil, it'll mm. heal immediately. Got it. So. They put something on it that should have made it worse. And it
0: and, got better stuff. And
1: instead it got better.
0: Okay. All so right.
1: that's magic for you.
0: Got it. Well, I don't, I mean, this is a story we've already read prior to this. So right. I don't know that I have a lot more to say. I mean, I, I think I said pretty much everything I wanted to say. So yeah, that was Isaiah chapter 38.
1: Sure as fuck was.
0: And uh, let's see. We will be back tomorrow is Saturday. So we'll yes. be back tomorrow with...
1: Q&A Saturday.
0: And then on Sunday this week, I believe we're doing...
1: Patreon.
0: And I'll get the weekly wrap-up together, and then we'll be back on Monday with...
1: Isaiah chapter 39.
0: And hopefully we won't have any more sickness.
1: I hope not,
0: too. We'll see you guys.
1: Bye. husband wife do you know what we are doing today
3: we
0: are on a saturday here mm-hmm. which normally means that we're going to be doing
1: q and a Q&A saturday
0: that's right and what are we q and aing today
1: today we are covering the four chapters that we did this week instead of five
0: why which, was that
1: because i was sick
0: why were you sick
1: i i guess i didn't pray hard enough <laughs> or something.
0: I don't know. You got better, so you must have done something right.
1: I mean, better is like.
0: You're not as bad as you were. I'm not as
1: bad as I was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I took a home COVID test and it came back negative. Right. And I just, I protest that, honestly. <laughs> I feel like what I have is COVID. Right. But right. anyway, whatever. Yeah. Be that as it may, we are covering. Isaiah chapters uh 35
0: through 38. All right. You ready to do this?
1: I am. Are you?
0: I'm I'm ready. Let's okay, do it. Okay.
1: okay. So here we are jumping into our Q&A for chapters 35 through 38 of Isaiah. Okay. Before we do that, I did want to reiterate that The book of Isaiah is divided into two main parts. Right. And we are approaching the end of that first part. As a matter of fact, if I hadn't gotten sick...
0: We would have finished it.
1: We would have finished it. Oh, Do you know how much that pains me?
0: Probably a lot, I'm Um, sure. The way
1: that the book is split, 1st Isaiah is chapters 1 through 39. Oh. Yeah.
0: And we could have ended the week with 39. I know. But you got sick.
1: I did. I know. All right, well... And then, of course, uh, second Isaiah, which is the second half of the book of Isaiah, is chapters forty through sixty-six.
2: Okay, all right.
1: So we have noticed that first Isaiah is primarily concerned with the judgment and salvation of the kingdom of Judah. Right. And Isaiah condemns the people of Judah for they for their idolatry, injustice, and hypocrisy. Right. And he warns them that God's judgment is coming. But he also promises that a remnant of faithful people will be saved. Right. So that's what this whole thing has been about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to, like I said, put that out there. Yep. That that's what we're up to. Okay. Um, I don't know if you recall in chapter 35, um, in verse one B through two A, um, it said, like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. Right. And I said, that it's usually translated as a rose. Sure. But the other two flowers, and I couldn't remember one of them, um, it was the lily or the jonquil.
0: Jonquil. Yeah. Okay. I remember you saying that at some point in the mm-hmm. past. Yeah. But I, yeah. That's
1: because this was something that was already said right, before right. in, I think, Psalms somewhere. Okay. But uh, that is the flower that that I was trying to recall. Okay. So I just find it interesting because a crocus and a rose and a lily are nothing alike and i don't know what a jonquil looks like but i wonder if it resembles any of them
0: right yeah
1: so uh, basically a fucking flower and we have no idea which one yeah
0: so it, it, yeah it's a flower it's a flower right
1: okay so that's what i'm gonna say about 35 chapter 36 we have some really interesting stuff happen
0: okay okay yeah
1: so um chapter 36 was about the invasion of Sennacherib. This chapter describes the invasion of the Assyrian king Sennacherib to the kingdom of Judah under Hezekiah. Right. Okay. Officials from king Hezekiah's government meet Rabshakar, the general of the armies of Assyria. Okay. Okay. And in verse one, it says, Now it came to pass in the 14th year of king Hezekiah that Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against All the defensed cities of Judah and took them. Right. Okay. Now, based on the Assyrian king Sennacherib's annals, which I will speak of in just a moment, Mm -hmm. which are found inscribed on a number of artifacts containing the record of the same event, the time referred to here can be determined as 701 BCE. Okay. So now, what the fuck are Sennacherib's annals? Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, no, that's interesting. They're
1: actual things that exist.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: The annals themselves are notable for describing Sennacherib's siege of Jerusalem during the reign of King Hezekiah. Okay. This event is recorded in several books contained in the Bible, including Isaiah chapters 36 and 37, 2 Kings chapter 18, and Second Chronicles chapter 32. The invention, the invasion is mentioned by Herodotus outside of the Bible, mm-hmm. who does not refer to Judea and says the invasion ended at Pelusium on the edge of the Nile Delta. Okay. So there are actual artifacts. So
0: it's a that, historical event. Yeah. It's It actually happened, mm-hmm. which I questioned, so I was wrong, because I, I, you know, I don't know which I don't one's know to history. believe and which one's not to believe. Yeah, yeah. But... uh. Yeah, just, that's I, interesting. I
1: found that so interesting, the historical part of it.
0: Did you find that it said anything interesting about, like, did they mention one hundred eighty five thousand people dying at the hand of God on those ta- tablets?
1: Uh no, I did not go in any further into what the annals are because okay. we'd have to actually read yeah. books for that.
0: <laughs> right. So,
1: which which I did not do. So what
0: we're doing here is giving people the. Uh, the hyperlink here's here's the hyperlink to right. to go check that out yeah um,
1: go, it is a, go check
0: that out here's a
1: thing that exists that you might find interesting cuz i did
0: right right not
1: interesting enough that i want to go like read books on it but right. just to know it's there yeah you Know that's cool, yeah. No,
0: that I mean, I actually that intrigues me very much, and you know me because mm-hmm. I love history. I know that's so, why uh, I, now, now I might do some more research into that myself.
1: Yeah, actually. I could not wait to tell you about, yeah, S- Sineshirab's Annals. No, the annals I'm very, very interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it should be noted here that the text, um, in Isaiah 36, chapter or I'm sorry, chapter 36, verse 1 omits the admission of defeat and the payment for substantial reparations by Hezekiah to Sennacherib, which is recorded in 2 Kings chapter 18. Oh,
0: yeah. So. Okay.
1: Um, I I always like when I You had when remembered I say, that.
0: I didn't remember that. Like you had said something about that either during the podcast or when we were talking amongst ourselves. I can't remember which, but mm-hmm. you had mentioned that to me at some point, either, like I said, in the podcast or not, but
1: well I I always when I see it come up a way that it has been mentioned like the event has been mentioned before but here's how it differs that's the part that interests me yeah so the fact that they're like yes we did talk about this in second Kings however right this is how it differs right right so I I, I just like that kind of stuff so moving on still in the same chapter um Shaka speaks against Judah's in uh, um Judah's trust in an alliance with Egypt. One of the great battles for Hezekiah during this time was the temptation to make a defensive alliance with Egypt. Right. right. We remember that. Yeah, yeah. Which seemed to be the only nation strong enough to protect Judah against the mighty Assyrians. Sure. So in this sense, Reb Shaka is speaking the truth when he says, you know, you, you totally should just be defeated and or give up or make an alliance or whatever. Right. Um, He's speaking the truth, but from a a different perspective, like not in a godly perspective, so to speak.
0: Right. Right.
1: Um, Because within canon, God wanted Judah to have no confidence in Egypt at all. But Rabshakot isn't saying all of that stuff um, and isn't doing this to bring Judah to a firm trust in God. He does it to completely demoralize Judah and drive them to despair. Sure. So that was Rabshakeh
0: out. was the messenger from Assyrian. the Syrians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So sorry, I just wanted to clarify. I couldn't remember exactly.
1: No, that's fine. So he was saying all this stuff, and like three fourths of what he said actually fell in line with God's message, right? As according to Isaiah. But it was from a completely different perspective and for entirely different reasons, which made his message not correct.
0: Sure. Yeah. So
1: that's interesting. According to the Bible. Oh, yes, definitely. Right. According to the Bible. Right. So then Rabshakeh speaks against Judah's trust in God. And in verse 7b, it says, isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed? saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before this altar. So Reb knew that King Hezekiah had implemented broad reforms in Judah, including the removal of the quote unquote high places. Yeah. And we read about that in 2 Kings chapter 18 as well.
2: Sure, sure. Okay.
1: And I remember in 2 Kings, you and I are like, that's weird. Why are they getting rid of all of the different places to worship? blah blah, blah, right you know, making them it even all- seems
0: like and maybe I'm miss uh, um, maybe I'm not associating this correctly, but like back when Moses was around and we were talking about Moses and everything, there was a lot of quote unquote high places mm-hmm. like the they would build altars on the tops of mountains, yes. and things like that, and that feels like that's part of what the high places were.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: so
0: it's very interesting that now you know it's it's godliness to to build those, but then it's also godliness to get rid of them. Right. So it, it's a very interesting. And that is,
1: that is correct. Okay. And it is, it is an interesting dichotomy. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. So the high places were spots of individual worship, which were prohibited by God's law in Leviticus. So okay. at first they were building them. Um, Trying to think how, how I'm trying to say this. At first, they were building them because they were traveling, and it made it easier. Okay. Um, as they were spreading out, to be able to, you know, hit up a place. Yeah. But now they're being used incorrectly, so that's why he's oh, getting rid of them. And also, it was allowing people to be lazy and not come into town.
0: I see. Okay. So. All right.
1: That that's the reasoning <laughs> for that. So Israel was commanded. To bring their sacrifices to the official center for sacrifice, the tabernacle or later the temple within the city. In the pagan world at that time, it was customary to offer sacrifice wherever one pleased. Altars would customarily be built on high hills and forested areas or at other special places. Okay. That practice was fine during the time of the patriarchs. So during the time of kings.
0: Okay, sure.
1: But now God regarded sacrifice at high places as an offense, so Hezekiah took away the high places and the altars, demanding that people come to the temple in Jerusalem to offer sacrifice. Hmm. So what's happening here is basically, as man changes their mind, they say that God changed his mind. Sure. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Well, and it sounds to me, I mean, I'm probably a little off base with this, but like Hezekiah being the king wanting them to come into town to worship at the temple sounds like a monetary thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you want Taxes, them... Taxes. Right, um, yeah, it yes. gives you the opportunity for them to shop in town, to do this, that, and the other in town. Whereas mm-hmm. if they're not coming into town, they're doing it without any of those, yes. you know, fees that they would... Or, or, you know, services that they would buy and things like that. So it sounds a little self-serving.
1: It, it was. And it, think about it, too... Enacting some kind of major change like this shows that um, whether it's true or not, we are making a change in how we practice our faith. And the change itself shows our attempt to be closer to God. Right. Whether, Whether it's true or not doesn't matter. He's enacting this. And the the very shaking up, it, like, a new leader always comes in, right? And he does something new. Yeah. Right? Right. That was his thing. Okay. So he he did that for many different reasons, but said it was because that's what God wanted.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, do we you.
1: believe him? I do Right.
0: I, I'm just saying there could be many reasons for that. That's sure.
1: All. Sure. But it is God came down and told him so one of them? Doubt it. Right. Just because... You know, I don't believe in that.
0: Right. Well, and also, even in the book, you know, God's not talking directly to Hezekiah. He's talking to Isaiah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's not really... We know that a God didn't tell Hezekiah this, probably. Right. If anything, Isaiah was like, we need to do it this way. And, of course, a you know, a preacher-type person or whatever... Prophet. ...prophet is going to be like, yeah, bring him into town. Then he mm-hmm. gets more exposure to people that he can talk to. and Exactly. You know, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. It was... It was a just a really smart act that they right. put together. Yeah. So whatever. Yep. Um, moving into chapter thirty-eight, um, Isaiah made the announcement to Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's going to happen. Right. Like you're you gonna die.
2: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: So this happened at the time of the Assyrian invasion of Judah. Because Jerusalem had not been delivered from the Assyrian threat yet.
0: Oh, so, so he th- fell sick during the invasion.
1: This likely happened between 703 BC and 712 BC.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. That's because you told me that the records show that they were there surrounding Jerusalem as early as like 701. hmm So this went on for a while. hmm Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Or well, no, I saw that would be later 701 would have been later yeah. than 712 or 7 so they were, oh yeah yeah My they were there for yeah i was going the wrong way but but still, still even if we go all yeah. the way back to 712 that's that's like 11 years that they, that were, they held out right yeah that's fucked up
1: that's amazing kind
0: yeah of, right
1: right so hezekiah was 39 years old when he learned that he would be dying soon ah yeah so i thought that was like wow pretty amazing yeah
0: i can't imagine being 39 and finding that Finding that out. That's pretty bad.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, 15 years later, he dies and his son takes over and his son was a little shit who was no good. But his son took over at the age of 12.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: That was bad. Yeah. So that is really all I have. Um, I just tried to take some interesting things that we hadn't covered already. Sure. From um, Second Kings and Chronicles.
0: Right. So, right. Yeah. I, I, again, we, we kind of struggled coming up with new material to talk about during these episodes because this is something that's a rehashed subject that we already talked about in Second Kings
1: and Chronicles and Chronicles.
0: Um, so here we are again with the same information, Mm -hmm. but uh, there was some new stuff that I learned today. I, I appreciate it. I, I'm definitely looking up that battle shit that's in the, in the annals Mm -hmm. and all that crap. So Mm -hmm. that sounds really cool. Um, But that being said, I think that's all we have for today. Mm -hmm. So that was our Q&A for this Saturday. I I don't think I was supposed to say that, was I? You were not. So what was it, darling?
1: Q&A Saturday.
0: All right. So we'll be back with a wrap-up tomorrow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Before the wrap-up, we have, what do we have?
1: We have a Patreon.
0: Then I'll get the Mm wrap-up. And then we'll be back on Monday with?
1: Isaiah chapter
0: 39. All right, we'll see you guys then.
1: Bye! Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse.
2: I'm
0: husband.
1: And I'm wife.
0: Together, we're reading the Bible for the very first time.
1: We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about.
0: Well, what have we learned so far?
1: That God is a dick. And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys?
0: We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts.
1: Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction.
0: If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one.
1: Otherwise, jump in wherever you like.
0: Alright, let's go read the Bible.
1: Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know what we're doing today?
0: Well, it is Sunday, which means that we're doing...
1: Patreon. That's
0: right. And what are we doing a Patreon today?
1: Well, I wanted to look more into the siege of C- C-
0: Sennacherib.
1: Sennacherib. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't remember his name.
0: As did I. I wanted to look into that more too. Yeah.
1: I yeah. thought that
0: would be fun because I love history and I love, I, I love how se- seeing how things tie into mm-hmm. things. So like I was really excited about this. Me too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wanted so, to. Compare the biblical version with the historical Sennacherib's Sin- annals with, you know, history. history yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I take it we're going to be going over the battle and how things panned out and stuff like that. And the
1: 185,000 guys that died or yes, whatever. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Sure. I'm curious about that. Sure. All right. Well, you ready to do this? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go do it.
1: Okie dokie. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Sennacherib and why um, the Assyrians were coming after Jerusalem and all that. Okay. Okay? So this was all around 701 BCE. Okay? Yep. And Sennacherib's siege is um, the aborted siege of Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was the capital of the kingdom of Judah. Okay. And... Sennacherib was the king of the Assyrian Empire. Sure. Just to be clear. Yeah. Okay. Historically. 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 Yeah. That actually happened. Right. It was Sargon II's kid. Okay. Okay. H- Historically.
0: Historically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I got um, it.
1: The siege concluded Sennacherib's campaign in which he attacked the fortified cities and devastated the countryside of Judah in a campaign of subjugation.
0: Which they did cover in the Bible. Mm-hmm. They did say that he had conquered the other cities around surrounding yes. Jerusalem.
1: And that all actually happened.
0: Okay. okay. All right. Yep.
1: Sennacherib so besieged Jerusalem but did not capture it. And there's even questions about, but did he besiege it? So we'll get huh. there. Okay. We'll get there. All right. Okay. Yep. So let's go back a little ways.
2: Okay. Okay. So I'm blue, blue.
1: exactly yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I refer to this in my notes as prologue.
2: <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah.
1: So going backwards in time, because remember we're in the negative time. So yes. 720 comes before 701. Right. When you're in the BC. Yes, because
0: it goes the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: just saying that because last time we tried to do <laughs> the math do that math we did and bad we, we did it the wrong direction. Yes. yes. Okay. So in seven twenty BC. The Assyrian army captured Samaria, the capital of the northern kingdom of Israel. Okay. And they carried away many Israelites into captivity. Okay? Oh, okay. So they got them.
0: Captivity, him. quote unquote. Right. Yeah. Slavery
1: and, <laughs> and ownership.
2: And, right,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, they got them. Mm-hmm. The virtual destruction of Israel left the southern kingdom, Judah, to fend for itself among warring near eastern kingdoms.
0: Now... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the the two sections of Israel at the time mm-hmm. weren't even exactly the best of friends.
1: They weren't. They were, like, frenemies.
0: Right. So they they might have helped each other in a military campaign, but they wouldn't have helped each other, right. generally speaking.
1: General, Yes, that is correct. Yeah. So when one got captured and the other one was left to its own, they were like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> like, it, it's like if you are, like... A frenemy with your cousin, you don't mind if she sits on attack and gets pimples and stuff. Right. But you don't wish her to get hit by a car and die.
0: Right. You know what right. I mean?
1: Like, there's two extremes there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, or, like, you know, even let's just say she gets into a fight, you'd still defend her.
1: Right. Like, right. yeah, she's a bitch, but she's my bitch. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was not good. Sure. Um, when that happened. And Judah was like, oh, what do we do now? Right. So after the fall of the northern kingdom of Israel, the kings of Judah tried to extend their influence and protection to those inhabitants who had not been exiled. So whoever managed to escape from Israel ran to Judah.
0: Got it. Yeah. And Judah
1: was like, yeah, we got you. Come on in. Sure. Um, They also sought to extend their authority northward into areas previously controlled by the kingdom of Israel. So. Okay. At the same time that they were like, yeah, we got you. Come on in. So sinasharab like,
0: hadn't quite got all the way down south. So they're like, well, this is our chance to expand our kingdom. Yes. So let's go ahead and do that.
1: Yes. They were like, kind of like, well, we might as well take advantage of the situation sure. and see what we can take. Yeah. And also sinasharab's armies were split. Oh no, what
2: happened?
0: Well... This is a special Patreon episode, actually,
2: which so, means
0: that they need to go to Patreon and subscribe as a patron in order to listen to it.
1: OK, well, I guess that we are going to go do that now.
0: Yeah, just head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Become a member for as low as two dollars a month and you'll have access to all these special things and, and goodies, too. So, you know, go do that.
1: So this was just a teaser.
0: Yeah, teaser. Okay, just bye. checking. Okay, bye. 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 Hey everyone, husband here. Wife is a bit under the weather today, so we're not doing our normal episode, and I do apologize for that. But I wanted to take this opportunity to put out an episode that we did a couple of years ago, um, back in 2021. It was so far the only Christmas special we've done. It was called a very churchy Christmas, and we talk a lot about our church experiences, or or, I'm sorry, our our uh, Christmas experiences how we felt about going to or being pressured into going to church, things like that, um, the consumerism of Christmas, different different aspects of how we feel about Christmas in general. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, don't fret when you get into the beginning of the episode. We do say that it's the weekend before Christmas, but you've actually got two weekends, so no stress there. And hopefully wife will be feeling better by tomorrow, and we'll be back with our regularly scheduled episodes at that point. So, hope you enjoy this and reach out to us and let us know what you think. Thanks.
1: Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife.
0: And together we're reading the Bible.
1: Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents.
0: Or shekels.
1: Yeah, those... (laughs) we're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense
0: we aren't academics or scholars
1: nope in fact when it comes to religion we really don't know anything at all
0: what we've learned so far is that god's a dick
1: oh he really is isn't he if you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion maybe start from episode one
0: otherwise jump in anywhere it's all good
1: yep Husband. Wife. Hey. Hey. Happy Christmas.
0: Happy, yeah.
1: Happy Merry Holidays. Yeah,
0: happy holidays. Right. Those things. Yeah. I mean, we're almost there anyway. I mean, yeah. It's It's like. It's
1: this weekend.
0: What's this weekend? Christmas. Oh, that one.
1: Yeah, that one.
0: That's got to do with that Christian shit, right?
1: Yeah, so I thought that today we'd talk about church things.
0: Church things?
1: Since it's a religious holiday
0: like what kind of church things.
1: Well, hang in and find out.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, let uh so this is a special episode then, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a bonus episode. It's be real special. Mhm. All right. Let's do this.
1: So, um since it's Christmas time and that's like a religious holiday. Uh-huh. I know. Um <laughs> I thought that we could talk about um, how many people go to church on the holidays. I
0: bet it's a lot more than normally go. It,
1: it is. It is.
0: That's just my guess because you know what? I have been to a church service. No, a...
1: don't talk about that yet. Oh, sorry. We'll talk about that later.
0: Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I don't want to know about that yet. My bad.
1: I want to talk about. See, the this other is why people. you should have told
0: me what the hell we were talking about instead of just like well, making me guess.
1: Well, I didn't want you to guess. I just wanted you to just go with it. Just I'm, go with it. I went with it. I was going
0: with it. Stop. I'm still going with it.
1: Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to talk about other people, not us.
0: Okay. Let's talk about other people.
1: Um. So, did you know that in the Catholic Church that Christmas is an obligatory day that they have to go to church?
0: Have to meaning what exactly? It's an
1: obligation.
0: Or what?
1: Well... They might be, like, kicked out of their... You're going to
0: excommunicate them because they didn't go to fucking Christmas service? I
1: mean, it's very serious. I don't know what the ramifications are, but there's a social...
0: What if you got COVID?
1: Okay, stop.
0: I'm just saying.
1: I'm sure that if you have a doctor's excuse or whatever, (laughs) like, I'm sure that there are exceptions. But you can't just be a layabout. You've
0: literally got to go take your priest uh, fucking doctor's note saying... I was excused from Christmas service.
1: I'm trying not to be disrespectful. (laughs) You're (laughs) such a dick. (laughs) Okay. The Catholic Church says that if you have the means and you are a practicing Catholic, which all of you should be by what they say, right? Because you're
0: Catholic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then you need to be, your ass needs to be in a pew on Christmas. Okay.
0: Got it. Got it. So that's what I was trying to say.
1: Mandatory, yeah. And so there are these different surveys that have been done. Some are self-reporting. Okay. um, And some are not, obviously. So uh, of the self-reporting surveys, they found that six out of ten Americans typically attend church on Christmas.
0: Six out of – so 60%. Interesting. But
1: that's self-reporting. Okay. So then there are other surveys um, that indicate that – Like exit polls? (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. Exit poll. Shut up. I'm just
0: saying. You know, maybe.
1: Oh, that wasn't just at Christmas. That's – um.
0: In general? In general. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, that's Sorry. different.
1: Yeah, that's, that's different. different. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have my facts mixed up. Sorry. Mm,
0: okay. So well, six I would say that's out a of, lot of ten – I would say that's pretty high.
1: 60% of Americans attend church every Sunday.
0: In, in their mind.
1: According to <laughs> self-reporting. But – um, according to um, actual surveys that don't count on self-reporting, yeah, only thirty-seven percent of Americans attend on a, a weekly. That's a dramatic difference. Yeah,
0: yeah, dramatic.
1: I thought that was interesting. Yeah,
0: that's that's a, wow. Yeah, that's a dramatic difference. And then
1: there was another study that showed that just twenty-two percent of Americans attend services weekly.
0: See, I could get down like twenty-two sounds closer to right. Yeah. Because like, you know, you, you have a lot, that and, and it goes to, to my theory that like the hypocrisy behind religion, mm-hmm. the people out here that I live around that, that, you know, are all, you know, religious.
1: They're very practicey Christians. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, they want to come across that way, but yeah. it's more for social standing than anything else. And right. they might check the box and go once a month or something, Yeah, but I don't think they go every week.
1: I mean, some of them probably do. Some
0: of them probably do. 22%.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, I found this uh, bit of demographic statistic stuff very interesting. Okay. Church attendance remains stronger among older demographics and is more common for women as well as those who lean right-wing politics.
0: I mean, that all trucks with me as far as really,
1: I would not, I guess, I mean, I know it would be older and I knew it would be right wing. I didn't know that more women than men. Although if I think about it, I guess that really well, does Well, women sense. are the
0: child rearing people, right? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people in this country that think that it is important to be a part of this culture because it helps promote you as a person and it gives you a community to, to belong to. So part of the woman who is raising the children taking them to the church is part of their child rearing. It, it's that indoctrination bullshit where they're, you know, they're taking them to church because it's what you're supposed to do.
1: So you're saying not just women in general, but moms. Yeah. Well, but what about women in general? Just all women?
0: I would say that it's higher. I I mean, I, if I had to guess, I would say it's higher on women because of moms. That would mm-hmm. be my guess. Huh. I could be wrong. But, I mean, that's that's the I would, impression I would say.
1: I would think that because women are considered the more nurturing and the more um, spirity, um, closer to, like, more likely to be flighty or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, when you think about people who are pagan, it's more often women than men. When you think about... Um, all kinds of other religions. It's always, like, more women than men, so... I just,
0: I guess my impression of, um, like, you hear it all the time where the the dad's too busy to go, so the mom has to take By up the... By busy,
1: you mean that the dad has to stay home and watch the football game? Well, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. I and mean, that
0: game is really important, you know?
1: Clearly. Yeah. Whatever.
0: God won't so- strike you dead for watching your favorite team. Damn. <sighs> That'd be cruel. That's so it's like, it, 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 it'd like It'd be like there's a cruel God or something, you know? <sighs>
1: <laughs> I just, I can't even with that. That's nonsense. Anyway,
0: that's my theory. I think it's mom's.
1: Well, I think it's because women are more spiritual.
0: Well, they can tell, you guys should tell us what you think. Yeah. And let us know on Twitter. Because yeah. I'm curious what everybody thinks. Yeah. I'm probably going to ask that question at some point. You should. I will.
1: Okay. Here's another interesting tidbit. Okay. A 2018 sociological survey found that in the United States... Donald Trump voters who attend church regularly are more likely than non religious Trump voters
0: to be crazy. To, oh, sorry. I interrupted.
1: To have warmer feelings towards racial and religious minorities, huh. to be more supportive of immigration and trade, and to be more concerned about poverty.
0: The ones that go to church? Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: I know. It was exactly the opposite of your interruption, which is why I glared at you. Right.
0: No, I got gotcha. you. Well, I mean, so generally the messages that you receive at church, I would say, are more than not, more often than not, wanting to like you're you're getting the Jesus message, right? The mm-hmm. help other people and the lesser and yada yada yada. Right. So if you are an actual church grower, you know that's that's the 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 hypocrisy in the Trump movement is of the religious right is what we always talk about. But the, the They're the ones that don't go to church. They're the ones that don't... Yeah, exactly. They're the... That completely... Ma- they're they're the, the ones not
1: that, 22%. Yeah, they're,
0: the, they're that fucking, you know, percentage of people that say they go to church, but they don't actually right. go to church. They just want the fucking image. And they want that... They want, want the that, points. Yeah, America and, and fucking Jesus, you know, whatever. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, that was harsh. That
1: was a bit... You went far there. I went pretty far there.
0: Yeah. But you know what? Fuck them. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: So those were the statistics that I brought to the table. And then I thought we'd take a break and then come back and talk about our church experiences regarding Christmas. That's funny.
0: We just I just got done talking about that on Twitter with somebody the other day. So good timing timing on that.
1: It's Christmas. Go figure.
0: Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take that break then.
1: Okay. Okay. So why don't you go ahead now and tell me. about that uh church experience that you had on christmas well
0: i was just gonna so i mean when i was younger we didn't go to a lot of churches and I've, I've covered this before kind of like we went to a quaker church and stuff like that to experiment with church and stuff but one thing i do remember is going to a catholic christmas mass at one point oh, and it was cool. like cool, cool, and it cool. was and, and even my dad went who definitely did not believe in god But it was more for the experience, I guess, and the like. You got to see this once in your lifetime, like the
1: history kind of thing. Yeah,
0: like I mean, it's apparently. I mean, it it was a pretty big deal. Like you know, there's a lot of pomp and circumstance, and you know, like it's all. I don't know. Like it's a big old show. So
1: (laughs) big old show.
0: (laughs) That is. I don't know much about it. I didn't know anything about it at the time. I just remember that that was one thing that I, you know, was. I had to do.
1: You experienced. I had, to, I had that. to
0: experience that. Yeah, so I did.
1: I don't think I've ever been to um, a Catholic mass.
0: Oh, now we're going to have to do that. At some I know. Because I think
1: we should just to right. say we have. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this year. What do you think?
0: Oh, this year. <laughs> Let me check my calendar.
1: <laughs> I know. I need. I need more mental prep than just yeah. like a this week. Is
0: kind of short notice. <laughs>
1: I need a year to think about it. Maybe
0: we could do that as a special, like another year, and then we'll just report on our uh, on our uh, experience, you know? Okay. Something like that. Yeah, we can do that. Well, let's do another year. Okay. Another year.
1: Another year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I can remember attending, not church on Christmas, but um those plays that they make the kids do and it's always the nativity like every year
0: i don't recall ever going to one of those damn things are you serious yeah like i don't think our school had if no they it had wasn't
1: a... it wasn't through the school it's oh. through the church the church oh, okay. youth group does it
0: got it yeah i never went to a church youth group you know nativity thing. you never got
1: invited to watch the play
0: i not that i'm aware of no
1: well i guess because i grew up on a small military installation overseas right that like all my friends were in it.
0: Got it. Got so, it.
1: I mean, that must be why.
0: Yeah. That's the only thing I, mean, I can I imagine. in a small town, so you would think I would have the same thing. But in that small town, there was like, you know, a ton of churches. So. Right. You know, yeah. I, I think people kind of stuck to their own little clans. You
1: fucking throw a rock out here
0: and you're going <laughs> to hit a church. Maybe two. You probably skip it off one end of the other.
1: I mean, the house that we lived in before this, our landlord was a pastor <laughs> oh my God. at a church. Yeah.
0: He was that a was, nut. That was fun. He wrote was a, a book, nut. too, apparently.
1: Oh, whatever. He wanted us to buy it. Whatever. We never did. It was self-published, and there's nothing wrong with self-pub, but it was garbage.
0: Yeah. And it, it shouldn't have you been. You remember when you and our kid went to the um, Black Lives Matter rally here? Oh, and he was yeah. There?
1: He was there. Yeah. And Only he was, he was
0: not on the correct side. He
1: was not <laughs> on the Black Lives Matter part. Oh, right. He was on the Concerned Citizens
0: mm, Yeah.
1: with the Loaded Weapons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good he was guy. On that great side. guy, great guy, great mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't really have any specific uh, churchy Christmas things. Hmm. So I sorry. mean, I
0: I don't have a lot either. So like that was not you know very exciting.
1: Like my my experience <laughs> of Christmas, like when I think about the pageant, the nativity thing, all I can think of is the Charlie Brown Christmas, the pageant that they put on,
0: right. I mean, if we just talk about Christmas experiences as I grew up, like that was very materialistic, honestly. Well, no, I take that back. We had one year where we created, like, we we all made our own presents for each other, like for uh-huh. our family, and that was really kind of cool. And we used to go caroling around town, like our whole family went caroling wish, around town. Which I wish
1: we did that.
2: Like,
0: I mean, that was fun. It was very much a sense of family and community, and I enjoyed that. You know, like that was definitely that's so something funny that was fun. because
1: last year i was like let's go caroling and you were like not a chance yeah but
0: people don't like neighbors anymore like you might get shot for doing that so i don't know it just doesn't feel the same as it used to
1: you might get arrested for disturbing the peace i'm just
0: saying like it just doesn't
1: i bet i bet when you went with your friends or your family and did caroling i bet that you didn't actually sing i no, bet I, did. I bet you just mouthed the words i sung you sang really yeah, definitely
0: huh. Yeah.
1: I want to go caroling.
0: I don't want to go caroling.
1: I don't want to go look at the Christmas lights.
0: We should go around town and sing like Rage Against the Machine.
1: Oh my God. No? No, that is not Christmas. System of a Down. That is not Christmas. Damn it. Okay. Stop. I'm, you know. Stop.
0: Ariel's got angels in it. Behave. I'm just saying.
1: Behave.
0: Uh, why?
1: So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's your favorite Christmas?
0: What is my favorite Christmas? Um, So again, you know, most of my Christmases were materialistic, but I did come down one year and our parents, obviously, because, you know, spoiler, Santa's not real. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're already an explicit podcast. I'm sure we can dump that one out there. All right. Anyway, um, so our parents had bought us. Every single He-Man that we didn't own at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the most awesome Christmas ever. Like, I mean, it was literally every He-Man we didn't own. And every He-Man toy that we didn't own was all there. Every fucking bit of it. It was amazing.
1: That's awesome.
0: It was. It was really fucking... Oh, and then one time, um, my brother and I found a... uh, the the you know like the tracks that you have like the remote control cars but they followed on the tracks and you just the racer tracks or whatever Mm -hmm. well our parents had gone through all this trouble to set up like the whole thing down in the basement to like test it out and stuff well me and my brother found it and played with it for like two weeks before christmas oh god yeah that was so then when you
1: unwrapped it you were like boring
0: (laughs) (laughs) parents were like why aren't they excited about this and yeah, we didn't tell him until years later that we had discovered it oh weeks prior.
1: You're horrible. <laughs> You're a horrible human being. And yet, yet when we were ordering gifts on Amazon, I was like, "How are we going to avoid seeing what each other ordered?" And you said, "I won't peek."
0: I don't have any interest in peeking anymore.
1: I don't believe you. I, I, don't. I don't believe you. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't. Well, I'm so not- what's
0: your best memory of Christmas?
1: Um, my favorite one is, um, one year when we were still overseas and, um, my mom and dad had got us, um, Cabbage Patch Kids and, um, all of our friends had them. So this was like not the year they came out. This was like a year later. You
0: guys were behind the the We were
1: so behind. And so my mom got us the Cabbage Patch Kids, one each, and, um, a bunch of clothes and like, um... Baby doll stuff so that we could play with them and, you know, take care of them. Yeah. And I'll never forget mine was named Zelda May. Gotcha. Yeah. It came with that name. And I could not wait to get rid of that name with the little <laughs> adoption paper thing with the little certificate. And, um, I, I named her, oh, what did I name her? It was something like, um, Raquel or something like that because I thought that was so exotic. Got it.
0: Got yeah it. yeah so that was that was your best one then.
1: Yeah, again, very materialistic.
0: So I got a quick question. What's that? What's your take on Christmas and Santa now?
1: Okay, that's so funny that you asked that because I literally heard um somebody in a podcast today defending um the existence of Santa, a full ass adult. Yeah, and um i I loved it because um, – okay, well, this gets into what you and I were talking about recently with regard to the magic of Christmas. Right. Okay, so um, I've come to the conclusion that Christmas is not something that, like, happens. It's, it's an active verb. Like, you have to do Christmas in order to feel Christmas. Sure. And But that never really struck me so much as this year because we did not put up any decorations. We did not – Put up a tree. We did not put up anything.
0: That is true.
1: And we haven't done one thing that's Christmas related. Like we haven't gone to look at lights. We haven't gone to um, any Christmas parties or nothing. We've done right. no Christmas baking. Though
0: well, there is some Christmas stuff coming up still
1: well, that we're okay. going to go to. What things? Dinners. But that's Christmas dinner on Christmas. Right.
0: I'm just saying that we do have some that, things coming up. Okay,
1: so. but that is not... That is not getting in the spirit of the season during the season. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Got it. And then so you were telling me the other day that, you know, oh, it doesn't really feel like Christmas is coming. And that's what I was trying to convey that, of course, Christmas doesn't – it doesn't feel like Christmas is coming because we haven't done Christmas. And you can't just have Christmas. You have to do Christmas.
0: I just feel like it's a lot of work to perpetrate a – a, a, a
1: religious holiday.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: Well, I agree, but it's also fun. And... um
0: I, I agree that it was fun when I was younger, but, like, as you get older, it's just like, yeah, okay, we're all in on the joke. Hey, hey, hey.
1: But you don't want to do it for our teenager?
0: Well, I mean, they're not really excited. Like, they're not real excited about it either, according to them now.
1: Yeah, but...
0: I'm just saying, like I, I don't know. But maybe that's, that's, what I'm saying. Maybe that's our fault.
1: Maybe that's our failing because we did not Christmas hard enough.
0: I don't know. I'm I'm really torn on this one because like I don't. I, there's multiple reasons why I don't like Christmas. I don't. I don't. I don't like the consumerism of oh, no, Christmas.
1: Totally. I'm totally with you. I don't there. like the
0: Christian um, backdrop to Christmas.
1: I totally agree with you.
0: So like, if you take those things in conjunction with each other and
1: right
0: I, I just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me like why we still like i i the part that i like is is a reason to go see family like that's the right. part that's the, that's really the only pers- part i like but the obligation to buy presents and to
1: well that was something else um when you and i first got together um we fought with um your family more than my family right um because there was just this understanding that um, we buy each other gifts and you have to buy everybody a gift. Right. And then there was, okay, we're not going to buy everybody a gift. We're going to, um, draw names out of a hat and you just, you have to buy that person a present. Right. And I remember that you and I were like really financially strapped. And I was like, I am not going to just, why don't we just change 20 bucks with each other? <laughs> right. And then like one of your family members, um, thought that he was being nice, he was going to give us $50 to buy the person a gift. And I'm like, then why don't we exchange $50 instead of, <laughs> like, whatever the amount is. Like, I don't understand it.
0: And that's what I'm saying. I don't like the consumerism. And, I, and, and the, the social obligations. obligations that come with yes, it. Yes, yes. And that's, and and I fell prey to that very m- much throughout my life. And right. I'm. I guess... Now that we have a chance to have a reprieve of it, I'm kind of ready for that break. You know, like right. I'm ready to just say, I don't know, enough of this crap. And I'm happy to see family and I love my family and it's great to be able to get together with them. But the rest of it is kind of shit.
1: Well, here's my thing. I love buying stuff for my kid, but I love buying stuff for my kid all the time. Yeah, for sure. And so when Christmas comes around, I try to do a little bit more than usual. Right, but every dollar that I'm not spending on my kid, I resent. You know what I mean? Like well, yeah. I don't want to spend money on um, our siblings. They're adults. Right. They, they have their own financial situations that are maybe better than ours and they I don't want to spend money on them. I just don't. Right. Not because I don't love them. I love them dearly. You but know? you
0: would – OK. But even whether it's Christmas or not, you if you saw something that they would love – Right. You would pick it up regardless. I like have. You picked up a Charlie Brown nativity scene for your sister years ago.
1: Because it was the last one and my sister collects nativity scenes. Right. And Charlie and it Brown was a no, for crying out It loud. was a no-brainer. Right. Yeah. So it's not that I don't enjoy buying things for people. I hate the obligation and I hate it that it's this one time of year when all I want to do is buy. Give my child the world, but I gotta hold on a sec, kid, I gotta also you get less because I have to give so and so a gift. I have to. Right. And that that pisses me off.
0: Yeah, the obligation.
1: The obligation is so problematic. It is. And that goes hand in hand with the consumerism.
0: Right. No, and that's that's the part that I railed against earlier in my life and still to this day. But our families like,
1: have gotten really, really good now. They recognize that, no, we're, we're not going to do that. Right. If we get anything, it will be for the kids and it'll be because we have money this year.
0: <laughs> right. Right.
1: <laughs> but otherwise, fuck off. Yeah. I mean, honestly.
0: So that's our confused self-take on Christmas. Yeah. We'd love to hear your take because – I think for a lot of people this is something that
1: It's confusing. Everyone
0: struggles with as to how to deal with it and what to do especially in this, you know, if you're an atheist or, or humanist or 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 even a non-practicing Christian, you know, like right. I mean those are it, it's something that people question and struggle with, I think is how to do this whole how season. How to do
1: Christmas when you're not a Christian.
0: I mean it's one of the highest points for suicide cuz right. of stress because of and you being know alone, money of, i mean there's just being so alone many things you know, being alone. i mean there's such an emphasis that it is harmful in some res- in some yeah, regards
1: yeah definitely so
0: i don't know but that seems like a good place to kind of unless you off. got more do you, you got more no okay no you I'd said say it that all. sounds like a good I, that sounds like a good place to leave off then
1: let's leave off
0: all right what are, what are we doing next week uh, another special bonus. Another special bonus. Oh my. Oh gosh. wait.
1: You you said next week, but you meant Thursday. I meant Thursday. That's yeah. This is Tuesday. That's,
0: that's I knew that.
1: Okay, so you I, meant Thursday. I totally
0: knew that. How do I? You know. Took
1: off. You did not. <laughs> <laughs> so on Thursday we're gonna do another special bonus, but it'll just be silly. It'll be less discussion and more silly.
0: Yeah, I mean that's what we say now.
1: No, it will. Oh, it will. Yeah, I already okay. have it planned. So it yeah, it okay. will. Great. You put well, me in charge of figuring this shit out. Why the
0: hell do I put you in charge of anything?
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm the one that does the research. I'm the one that leads the I'm, discussion. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm just joking.
1: I think I do a decent job. You do job. a great job, darling. Oh, I love you, baby. Love you. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas. Hey, we have an editorial correction.
1: We do, indeed.
0: Yeah. Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. holidays. Yeah, wife.
1: Um, It's the end, so we should say all the things.
0: We definitely should say all the things.
1: What things should we say?
0: So we want people to get a hold of us, and there's ways that they can do that.
1: So one of those ways I know is email. What's that email address?
0: SacrilegiousDiscourse at gmail.com.
1: And they should do that by 5 Eastern on Sundays if they want their question to be included in our new tuesday q a episodes every week
0: yeah i'm really looking forward to hearing from some of our fans for sure
1: yeah
2: they can also
0: get a hold of us on social media and we have twitter instagram facebook and pinterest um probably the easiest way would be through twitter at sacrilegious underscore d for
1: d's not still
0: (laughs) yes still still i guess or (laughs)
1: dum-dum or
0: doo-doo yeah wherever you want to go with that i guess
1: right right okay Um, yeah, so we have all those things and they should go there.
0: Yeah, they should.
1: Okay. And then also, what else should they do? They
0: should like, you know, review us on Apple Podcasts because that really, really helps us out. And, you know, if you're on any other podcast, just like hit a heart or a like thing or something. A
1: thumbs up. Thumbs up. Whatever
0: the hell it is, just do it. Okay? Just
1: do it. All
0: right. I think that's all we got.
1: Oh, you know what? I have one more thing. Oh,
0: she's got one more thing
1: um thank you so much guys for listening and choosing us to spend your time with we really appreciate y'all and you are definitely top shelf
0: yeah honestly it makes us smile just about every day yep hey wife i guess that's the end